1: Hello everyone, Gareth here from What Culture Wrestling, bringing you another edition of Solo Thursday News. There's, there's some kind of weird thing we can do with that, but we're not gonna do it right now because I need to talk about a lot of stuff that's been going down on Dynamite, other reports from around the wrestling world, and I'm gonna do it on my own because everyone's off. Everyone's having a nice, jolly old time in the weird, festive middle ground between Christmas and New Year's where you don't really know what day it is, but we know it's Thursday, and we know that we need to talk about the fact that Dragon Lee has now signed with WWE! Yes, that has become a thing because hot on the heels of helping beat FDR, the AAA, I'm going to try and say this without completely destroying the actual pronunciation, but the Noche, the Campione show... Probably have probably destroyed that pronunciation, but I'm just here for the good times, Anta. So he he won that match with Duralistico, his brother, and they became the new AAA World Tag Team Champions. And then after that, well, during this period as well, like throughout the kind of the show itself, there've been reports of Dragon Lee signing with WWE, and this was going to be his last appearance for AAA before going to WWE in January. And he confirmed this after the match. The belts were then vacated, so it was kind of AAA's way of going, yeah, thanks, thanks for your service, mate. We're going to send you on your way with a lovely victorious moment he addressed the crowd he had a nice like emotional moment where he's talking about representing Mexico going into this new WWE chapter of his life a big old chapter and on top of this we had I think NXT he's going to be going to NXT so NXT did a big thing on Twitter saying oh here he is Dragon Lee the superstar mass luchador like you get excited here he is and Triple H put like he quote tweeted that NXT thing of him like doing his uh his address to the crowd. And he said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the quote here from Triple H because I'm not gonna make it up, am I? Uh, he said that he's just getting started. He says he's an unbelievable athlete, all these things. And he was just putting him over as this epic performer who could be, in his own words, he wants to be like the second coming of Rey Mysterio. He wants to be this massive, huge star for WWE. He said this to ESPN who were reporting this as it was happening. They were like the official report source of like him going to WWE in the first place. And uh, in that report itself, he said, Said that Finn Balor was a major, major force in getting him to come to WWE. He said that Balor told me, "Would you like to be in WWE?" And I said, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" It uh, has something. It was something. Sorry, special for me. So I think yeah, this could be a huge move for him. He's 27. I think he's a former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. So that in itself, that's a huge accolade to have at 27. And he looks like somebody that they could very realistically morph into this second coming of Rey Mysterio. That's a bit of a poison chalice obviously we know at this point because a lot of wrestlers have had that kind of moniker bestowed on them like the second Rey Mysterio and hopefully he can just be the first Dragon Lee in WWE and just be this huge sensation and it's worth uh, noting as well that James Kimball who's WWE's head of talent strategy and operations commented on this huge acquisition 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 yes he commented on it. He said Dragon Lee is a tremendous talent that will immediately add value to the NXT roster. This size is reflective of WB's renewed emphasis on globalizing our talent pipeline, with Latin America positioned as a focal market. So, I think if you know anything about Dragon Lee, you know that he's just an incredible talent. Just go and check out some of his videos online on YouTube, and even that match itself with FTR. He's an incredible star. And I think he'll do some pretty good stuff in NXT. I think he'll, he'll get that time there to kind of just get, um, climatized to the WWE way of doing things and like how they go about wrestling in. It's a completely different show, isn't it? It's a completely different vibe, like environment to AAA and CCML, all these kind of, uh, places where he's been in the past and New Japan. And I think he's, he's made for it. I think he will. I think if he gets that, gets his promo game sorted and everything else, we could have a superstar on our hands. But speaking of superstars we had on our hands, And then they disappeared from our hands and television and there was a lot of controversy, loads of little things. That's a segue, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going to talk about CM Punk. Of course we are, because it's 2022 and... I don't think we've got through a single news video without not talking about CM Punk at this point. So we are going to mention it because I think if you saw this yesterday, Dax Howard has his new podcast, the FTR podcast, and he was talking about CM Punk. I think it was pretty much all centered around him. And he said that he pretty much put out a plea at the end. He was saying, guys, can we just, can we just get this sorted? The elite CM Punk, just, just get on the same page. Let's make loads of money. And let's set the business up for a bright new future. Let's do this. That's what he said. And in response to this, the pro wrestling podcast, they shared Howard's aforementioned quote comment thing, the big the big plea comment that he put out, and uh, they put it there on their Instagram, and CM Punk himself, of all people, he put a comment, he put a comment to this, and their, their actual, their, their caption was let's just shake hands and say, sorry, lol, no, but seriously, and Punk just commented, duh, as in like, yeah, obviously, let's just do that. That's that's what he came across as. And that was noticed by uh, Fightful's fightful Sean Ross Sapp. He put it on Twitter, but it oh, was very interesting. And it was very interesting. Whether this means that Punk is very much open to just like just letting bygones be bygones or he wants the elite to apologize to him or vice versa, whatever it is. It's interesting. I think it's another little tidbit. There's, there's, there's little stuff just trickling all over the place. The, the hardwood comments themselves, if you've not seen them, go and check them out. There's a lot of little things in there where you're like, mm, I don't think we're hearing the full story or whatever it is. I don't think we ever will hear the full, full story because it's just one of those kind of investigation things. Nobody can officially talk about what happened. who was like directly involved with it, we think, at this point. So it's just going to be interesting to see what happens next. It feels like just when you think you know everything there is to know at a certain point about this old brawl-out, fiasco, debacle, whatever you want to call it. It something else gets added into the mix. Will we see CM Punk return to AEW at some point in 2023? Dax Arwood seems to want to and hopes that that will happen. A lot of us do. Let's be honest. We want to see these incredible wrestlers all work together and make a lot of money and make history. And that's what they can do. So just get on the same page. Let's do it. But two people you very much were not on the same page, let's say, last night. And the, the dynamite new year's smash event which was pretty damn cool that episode of dynamite go and check that out if you've not already i mean if you've not already and you're gonna listen to this bit that's gonna happen next then i'm gonna provide you with huge spoilers so pause the video go and watch the show come back and we'll have a chat because we are going to talk about the fact that samoa joe was defending his tnt championship against wardlow his longtime rival at this point they've been they've been like feuding for a couple of months and he was successful he defended that championship but it was after he like attacked wardlow earlier in the night he smashed him into the, with a knee, I think, with a, a lead pipe, he just absolutely pulverised his knee, so Wardlow was already like, kind of up against it in this match, and then when it came to the actual bout itself, he he lost to a a clutch, he got, well, he passed out, really, and then after the match, we are like, oh, is going to show, show him a bit of respect, because they've had a big old war, no, of course he didn't, he went at him with the belt, the TNT Championship knocked him down, he was like, I'm not finished there, and he went, he went for the top knot. All right, he went straight for the top knot with a pair of scissors and speaking as a guy who cannot grow his hair, watching another man who's got luscious locks get his hair cut, it's heartbreaking. You'd never want to see that kind of stuff. If you've got it, you should flaunt it. You should never have it taken away from you. So it really hit a note with me. Okay, I got very upset, very, very, like, frustrated and just heartbroken at this development. I looked like he was going to go even more and he maybe even would have shaved his entire head off. But Darby Allen arrived on the scene and whacked Samoa Joe in the back with a skateboard because that's just what he's want to do. And it now looks like maybe we're gonna have Darby Allen transitioning into that TNT Championship title picture, which is something we've already kind of seen a little bit because they've already had a match, which is a pretty good match. So I'm not completely against seeing a bit more of that. Or maybe we have like a tag thing going on. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen there. But it was interesting. It was shocking to see Wardlow lose his beloved man bun on Dynamite. So that was interesting. And I think the Elite, the Elite as well, like made it made the the best of seven series go to that seventh match, which is gonna be the. Crazy ladder match from hell So that was also There were a lot of stuff That happened on Dynamite I've not got enough time To sit here and just talk to you About everything that went down So go and check it out And go and check out WhatCulture.com Because we've got loads of little updates On there as well
2: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and best of all suited to your schedule get it off your chest with better help visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10 percent off your first month that's BetterHelp help h-e-l-p.com slash what well oh, but the last
1: news story we're going to talk about today does center around some aew talents AEW talents who were on New Year's Smash. Well, one of them was at least. yeah had uh, Tay Mello was there. She was in a tag match. She teamed with Anna Jade to take on Willow Nightingale. And she also took on, I can't, Ruby Soho, of course. Sorry, my brain's just, I've got a lot of information going in right now and I'm just using my notes because my brain's fried. <laughs> but she was in that match. She was in that tag match. But originally, she wasn't supposed to be there because she was supposed to be at AAA's Noche de Campeones show alongside her lover, her hubby, Sammy Guevara. They were supposed to be defending their AAA mixed tag team World Championship belts, titles of glory. They were meant to be defending those against the teams of Commander and Sexy Star the second number two, and Octagon Jr. and Lady Shani. They were going to have a, a, a three-way mixed tag title match thing. That was going to be happening. But they no-showed the event because obviously they were double-booked. And then this led to Conan appearing before the match and saying, you know what? We're sick of this. They've no-showed a couple of events now. They've got a lot of demands. They want their own referee. They, they, they want their own stylist. So it was kind of like it felt... Half worked, half not. They were like trying to infuse a bit of storyline stuff because they are the heels, but then equally they have no showed a few events just. For a number of reasons. there been a lot of stuff about that. Go and check it out online. A lot of reports that they've missed a few events. And he just said, you know what? We're done with this. We're stripping them of the belts. We're going to have this match. And we're going to, instead of having those in the match, in the three-way, it's still going to be a three-way. But instead of them, we're going to have Ibisimo Negro Jr. and Flammer taking on, like, those other two teams. And they actually went and won the whole damn match. How crazy is that? They won the match. They took home. They took on the belts, but didn't technically take on the belts because the belts weren't there because, obviously, they were still in America's. So Coran was like, I'm gonna send somebody over there to get those belts. Don't you worry about that. We're gonna we're gonna do all that kind of stuff. But yeah, we've got new champions because they cause Melo and Guevara were stripped, and that's just it, really. What a bizarre way to end that 243-day reign, which wasn't it wasn't that notable, let's be honest. It kind of happened and just went by because of like all the the no-showing and everything else. But it's done, I guess. That's that. And we've got new champions, and we can all just move on with our lives. And speaking of moving on with our lives, we're going to move on to some Twitter questions. Because I was panicking this morning, completely forgot that I'd not sent out a request for Twitter questions, and just said, help me, guys. And you did. So thank you very much. So the first one we're going to talk about here is from Nick Johnson at Daisates. Sorry, I'm terrible at reading. But uh, we've got here... What were your top three matches in 2022? I'm assuming nothing on Rampage or or Smackdown on Friday would make the list. I mean, there's been some good stuff. You had the Ricochet-Santos-Escobar thing. That was pretty good at the, the end of the World Cup. That was, a, that was a pretty cool match. But, yeah, you're right. It's not really going to make any of my list because we've got a lot of awesome matches that's happened this year. And I'd say my first one's probably Gunther Seamus because I was there. It was hard-hitting. I was millions of miles away and I could still hear every single chop and clothesline. It was vicious and I love that kind of stuff. And after that, I'd probably go... Danielson, Hangman Page. I don't know if the first or the second one. They were both pretty damn good, and that was earlier on in the year, but it still left a pretty big impression on me. I was staying up to watch those matches because they were epic. I love that one. Either or, I'm probably cheating there. But also on top of that, I go Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch at WrestleMania because that was was great. Out of the gates, it was explosive. It just had me gripped. And on a night that both did what? Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, and Steve Austin and Kevin Owens as well. I think they were on the same night. It was pretty, pretty damn good. So yeah, that was that's there. They're my top three. It could change. It changes daily. It changes hourly. I don't know. There's been a lot of great matches this year. So let me know what yours are in the comment section right down below. And also our last, our last question, our last question of the day, because again, I, I did this very last minute. <laughs> so we'll just we'll go with what we've got. We've got uh, Sean DeLea at Sean all together. altogether. Uh, they asked Triple H seems quite willing to repackage slash revert some people from the previous regime. L.A. Knight, Ezekiel Elias, and seemingly Alexa Bliss and Asuka soon as examples. uh, Who is the next major star to be repackaged under Papa H? I hope that's an ironic use of Papa H. I really do. Um, For me, it's... I'd say repackage. I'm not sure if she could be reverted back to her old character because I don't know how much it would work at this current moment in time, just with where the character's gone and where the audience is right now. I'm not sure. But Bailey probably needs something happening. Maybe a repackage. Maybe just something that flits her towards a babyface role that's not necessarily the hugger because I don't think the hugger would click in quite the same way. But this heel character, for me, it's just not popping it's not that he's not necessarily it's not that he's completely failing it's the worst thing i've ever seen on television it's just not it's not hitting the same way it did when it was through the pandemic and you had that the brilliant just harassing of michael cole and working with sasha banks it's just not I don't know. It's not working in quite the same way. So maybe something new with her. I don't know. I don't know what that would be. I'm not be- being very helpful here, but I, d- I don't know what necessarily that will be. But she just needs something, bit of extra flavour. Maybe a- just a-, a slight shift in the character. Maybe it is just turning babyface. I'm not sure, but that's what I'd say. So that has been your news video today. I have been Gareth from What Culture Wrestling, stumbling my way through life and living it large. In front of my blue screen with the sunlight coming out because it's a beautiful day here in Manchester where I am in the world. So let me know what you think of this lovely news video and all the stories today in the comments section right down below. Don't forget to like the video, share the video, subscribe to all things What Culture Wrestling WWE, whatever you want to call it. Follow myself on Twitter at gmorgan04 and follow everybody here at What Culture at What Culture WWE. And more importantly than all of this, just have yourself the best of days because we're in that festive period, like I said. So it's just I hope you sat there currently with a big tub of celebrations they'll just chocolate ah, stuff in your face and you've got wrestling on one screen me on the other screaming at you and you're living your best life like i am it's been a pleasure as always and hopefully i'll see you very very soon Bye bye
2: hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter